You're listening to the Rich State of Mind Show, the podcast made to make you the total package in the entrepreneurial world and give you what we call a rich state of mind. If you are here looking to learn about real estate investing, marketing, elevating your business, and developing your mindset to get to the next level, then you are at the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join our community on richstateofmind.com. Now here's your host, Anthony Ritchie. Hey everybody, welcome to the episode of Rich State of Mind where I'm talking to Dominica Lumazar. She's the founder of Sweet D Marketing and a world-renowned strategic marketing, branding, and business growth consultant. She's also an award-winning number one international bestseller author who has been featured on Forbes, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Amazon, and Total Prestige Magazine. Dominica has consulted hundreds of companies across a multitude of industries, CEOs, and many celebrities rely on her expertise to run their marketing and branding campaigns. With 10 plus years of experience running two of her own successful companies, she has been able to break into countless industries and provide epic results for her clients. Dominica is known as their secret weapon due to bringing in well over $1 billion in additional revenue to their bottom lines. Dominica is also the co-host of the Big Picture Business Podcast, which I had the pleasure of being a guest on and I definitely uh, enjoyed myself. Dominica is a definitely a, a breath of fresh air. She provides a positive perspective on how to, even if you have a down from the bottom, you know, all odds against you story to, you know, find ways to overcome that and still be successful. Just because somebody may say you may not be able to accomplish something, don't take that to heart. Um, I wouldn't even, you know, let that stop you. She has an awesome story that actually kind of was like, wow, I, I can't believe that you know, you were told these things and these things happened to you and you still became successful. So please, if anything, if you don't get anything from this episode, at least get the inspiration that Dominica brought from her story. And then also you need to check out her, her coaching. She's awesome in marketing. Hey, Dominica, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, already, I can tell the energy is great between the two of us. Uh, if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. First, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. And yeah, your energy is awesome. This is going to be fun. Um, well, let's see. My name is Dominica Lumazar. I am a marketing business and growth coach. I've been in business for over a decade now. I also have uh, an, um, a marketing agency called Sweet D Marketing. Um, I lead a team of 30. I've got so many different things going on. Oh my goodness, where to start? Um, I'm the co-host of a podcast as well called Big Picture Business Podcast. And my joy in this life is to just come alongside entrepreneurs and business owners and just encourage and empower and equip them with tools to just take their business to the next level. Um, I, I was that entrepreneur in the beginning that knew nothing and fell flat on my face over and over again. And so uh, I built my business really around what I needed way back then <laughs> to help others to get to where you know, to where either I am now in my business, to help people get to wherever they are to the next level. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. And what got you into this uh, from all the way from the sweetheart, high school sweetheart days all the way to now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. So yeah, I married my high school sweetheart. I'm very fortunate. Oh my goodness. Um, he has watched me go through the various stages of business building, my poor husband. And he's, I'm sure he's happy we're here now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gosh, what got me into this? Well, I've I've always had an entrepreneurial mind. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household where both my parents had their own businesses. So that was really helpful to be able to see that. But growing up throughout all of my school years, like elementary, high school, um, I have a learning disability. I'm super dyslexic. I learn way differently than other people. I don't conform to the scholastic norms that were back then. I'm gonna be 32 next week, so I'm old. Um, so, but I learned differently and I very vividly to this day, remember being brought into the high school counselor's office and they basically said, you know, oh honey, you're not going to go to college. You know, you'll probably just settle down with someone nice here and maybe get a, a waitressing job. So no need to, you know, do uh, pre SATs or anything like that. Um, you know, oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, it was really kind of like a shot in the heart because I saw all my peers like getting ready for college and planning and doing all these things. And, and then, um, and obviously my grades didn't reflect like B 
being able to go off to college. Right. So I just, I knew there was more for me. I knew I wanted to do more. I didn't know how I was going to get there. And so, um, at the time I, I loved music. That was like the one thing that I actually excelled at. Uh, and so I decided, you know what, I'll just go to community college and I'll study music and see where that takes me. And in the middle of, you know, music classes and driving back and forth, I fell in love with drag racing. Don't recommend that. I loved okay. fast cars. Yep. Love fast cars. I would do drag races every Wednesday night. It was like my thing. It was so fun. And on the way to the races one night, I got in a really bad car accident. And that car accident left me with a fractured neck, like really bad, you know, bruised ribs and a severe concussion. So much so where I had completely forgotten all the college that I had taken up to that point. Um, my short-term memory was wiped out. My long-term memory suffered pretty severely. And so my college, you know, days ended very quickly. So I had to move back home with mom. You know, there I am 19 years old back home. <laughs> no kid should have to do that. Right. Like you take yeah. flight, you go out into the world and then there you are back home. And I couldn't walk for a period of time and the recovery was just rough. And through that recovery, the only thing I really had to do was just get better and try to figure out what to do with my time and try to figure out well, what do I want to do with my future? What do I want to do? Do I want to go back to college? Do I want to keep studying music? What do I want to do? And so with just ample hours of time, I taught myself how to do affiliate marketing. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. I, I saw an ad for a guy named Frank Kern. Some of your listeners, maybe even you might know that name. He's a fantastic online marketer, really kind, genuine guy. I saw this video on Facebook one day and I clicked on his ad and it led to this like, you know, introductory course, $27, you know, come join me. I'll teach you how to do affiliate marketing. I was like, okay. So I started doing that and realized, wow, there's a whole world here. And then after I realized, okay, I can do affiliate marketing pretty successfully. At the time I was making like 500 bucks a week. And that was a lot for me then, yeah. right? I'm like 19, just passively, right? Like I go to sleep, wake up. Oh my gosh, there's another 500 bucks. That's so cool. And then um, my sister, I have an older sister named Francesca, who's also a, a, an incredible entrepreneur. She's taught me so much. She at the time uh, was creating a chocolate company. She invited me to work on it with her and said, hey, you know, let's develop some recipes together and see what we can do. So we started doing farmer's markets and I got this like entrepreneurial bug. Like it was just this fire ignited in me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can make something and turn it into money. That's amazing to me, right? So through this like process of healing and chronic pain and doctors every day trying to get through this car accident stuff, my sister affording me the ability to come alongside her, she eventually gave me the business to run with it. Oh, wow. And she said, you know, you've got the marketing mind. See if you can build a website. I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to build a website. I want to go hire someone else. So I went and I hired a team of people that I thought was going to, you know, thought they were going to give me a great result. I gave them all of my savings, like a fool, right? And they took the money and ran. I never heard from them again. So out of sheer necessity, I had to figure out how am I going to build a website to help the chocolate company to take it to the next level? So I totally taught myself how to do website development and design. And once I got the website up and running, the e-commerce kicked in, started making some more money, started making money with the, the chocolate. And then I had the affiliate marketing going and then other chocolate companies all across the country saw my website, right? Because I was teaching myself SEO and integrating things that I was learning as I went. And then I started developing websites for all these other chocolate companies. So by word of mouth, right? And then I realized, well, I have a real knack for coding. All of a sudden my brain just lit up. Like, this is so weird. Like I hit my head really hard in this car accident. Now I can do numbers and coding. How bizarre. And I was never savvy at that before it happened. Perfect superhero um, story, by the way. No, right? <laughs> totally. It's really, it's kind of bizarre, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Cause that's, that's really, that's what led me to where I am today. That was a huge stepping stone of like, wow. So somebody out there, super lame, took all my money and ran, but through that, I'm so glad they did because it allowed me 
to step into this purposeful role where I can help other business owners build their websites and build their brands and put them online and get them results they need. So I did website development and design and brand building for like five years, but then I, I started to get called by these big C-level executives and I walked into boardrooms and they wanted my input and uh, my opinion on how to take their business to the next level and look at all the operations. And it was like, wow, like they, they want me, they want me to talk to them. And it was such a humbling experience. And I realized that just by being me, I could really help these people out. And so now, you know, fast forward, we're into this, like that was eight years ago. And so now my, my main purpose and what I help people with really is just business growth and putting all the pieces together. As I mentioned, I have a, a podcast called big picture business. That's mm-hmm. a huge part, huge part of what I do. I look at the, the big picture and take things away or add it back and put people in the right spot. It's just, my job is so cool. I just feel so grateful every day that through this like crap situation, you know, I was able to just be myself and, and help people. So very long-winded story of how did I get here? But that's how I got here. So there you have it. <laughs> and so I want to go back to that high school talk that you had when yeah. you said, don't worry about, pretty much don't worry about being successful yeah, uh, at all. And mm-hmm. first of all, that's very disheartening. Um, mm-hmm. But I know it happens to people. And I like the fact that you didn't let it stop you mm-hmm. um, at all. Because a lot of people... Oh, I can imagine. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm 30 and I'm like, dang, they said that to a, you know, 17 year old, you know, that's kind of harsh. Yeah. Uh, hey, the best you could be is probably a waitress. Uh, before I, I don't want to get too long winded on what I think about the academic system, but I will say that it oh. is not built for everybody's brain pattern. We'll say that. Yeah. Very well said. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so I really appreciate the fact that you, you push forward from that, even though it may have hurt you didn't let that define you, right? Because now I would love to see the conversation that whoever that person, you know, that said that to you, I would love to see their reaction. Uh, or maybe they're looking at your podcast now, like, wow, this girl really did prove me wrong. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Maybe. not to say I'll go through life trying to prove people wrong, but, you know, it is a little bit of a, yeah. You know, it is. <laughs> there. I, I've always been of that mindset that if someone tells me you can't do that, I'm like, oh yeah, watch me. <laughs> I'm going to go do it. I'm going to prove you all wrong and I'm going to go do it. And not in like a vindictive way, but yes. like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's do this. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, I have a lot of uh, people that I've grown around where it's the, um, and I didn't know what, what to call it until a few episodes ago when I interviewed somebody, it was a uh, subconscious conditioning where mm-hmm. throughout life we grow up uh, thinking in particular things because that's what we're told by, yeah. you know, the hierarchy of our lives, the, the teachers, the adults, the elders. And so we grow up thinking, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is my position in life. Not realizing we can kind of get out that we can actually get out that box completely and do something completely different. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I love that term. Coin that. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And make it to a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) And then also too, I wanted to talk about your affiliate marketing uh, how you started in that. So just for those that don't know, affiliate marketing is uh, pretty much you get commission for uh, either advertising to some type of service or product on somebody else's behalf or some other business's behalf. And uh, the most common one people may know is the Amazon mark, uh, affiliate marketing. I think a lot of people use that. I use it, uh, you know, post a link of a book and then you get probably 30 cents because the book was probably $10. <laughs> Yep. But overall, it I mean, adds up. Yeah, it adds <laughs> up, right? From something yep. that you posted seven years ago, you know, 20,000 people viewed that out of the 20,000, let's say 200 people clicked on that book and bought it. You made you made good money. So it's the numbers game. But mm-hmm. uh, what I did want to ask is what uh, tips and tricks did you kind of pick up uh, with affiliate marketing that made you successful in that? The great question. So I don't know. I don't know if you're you're familiar with this, but there's a a fantastic website called ClickBank. Have you heard of ClickBank? Yes. Yes. So ClickBank, what it is, it's, it's basically like a directory of all these different types of businesses that are currently offering some sort of affiliate. So you can do a big search for something that might be great for your 
target demographic. And by target demographic, it, it could be your specific followers. Let's say, let's say you've got a few hundred followers on Instagram and they're really into uh, modifying trucks, let's say, as an example, right? You could go on to ClickBank and you can search for, all right, let's see, is there any fun course on how to modify Jeeps or something, right? And you'd be surprised on how specific you can get for different products and services. ClickBank is all digital, right? So there's not like a physical exchange of anything and you don't have to do anything. It literally is just, here's your link that is uh, specific for you and you can see on the ClickBank dashboard uh, how many people have clicked it and who, not who purchased, but when they purchased, how, how many times it was purchased, things like that. So that was a great introduction for me just to sort of get my feet wet and, and figure out the best possible way to sell something um, and really test it out on my target audience. And it did really well. Some flopped, right? Like all things, yeah. fail, failure is part of it, of course. That's, that's where we learn the most, I think, at least for me. Uh, but that's a great way, like place to start. So if you're considering doing affiliate marketing, Amazon, like you said, is great. The thing with Amazon though, is you have to hit a certain number of sales or a certain number of clicks a month to keep those links alive. ClickBank. I mean, like you said, it could be like 20 years from now, you're still getting commissions, right? So, um, there, there is no minimum on ClickBank. You could sell one thing and you can have all your links stay live for forever, which is great. And I'm glad you mentioned that about you have to get a certain amount of clicks for those links to stay alive. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, it can be so disheartening when you set everything up. And if you're not driving the right traffic for Amazon, you know, a month will go by and it'll be like, oh, no, <laughs> the system is broken. And it's really take it from me. It's very frustrating. That has happened to me twice. So lesson learned. Let me fast track you there. <laughs> I actually have used ClickBank a little bit for the Robert Kiyosaki link that he has for oh, his nice. uh, yeah. summit. So um, I need to check on that. Actually, it's been about a month since I looked at that. But because uh, I had switched everything, my web early when we before we started recording, I was telling you how I switched everything on my website. So I need yeah. to check and see if those because the traffic's starting to come back to the, my website now. Now that I got switched the domain over, mm -hmm. so because I've been able to get my uh, the rich state of mind on Google is like number three because there were other things that were in the way, like, and I say in the way, right? But uh, Rich State of Mind is not new, right? Or, or a new concept or, or phrase, but it was like a YouTube video that was like number one. And then I think there was a author hmm. and he came out with a book called Rich State of Mind. So it took me like, I don't know, like eight months, which I don't know if it's oh, a long that's time. Good. That's like eight good months though. Hey, if, if you're doing it, not to interrupt, but if you're doing it organically and you're number three, dude, that's huge. I just don't know how many people are clicking Rich State of Mind. I have to right. look that up sometimes because uh, I think it's on not Google Analytics, Google Search Console. Mm -hmm. You can you can view uh, what keywords are trending or what is the search. Uh, so just some quick tips, guys, on anybody looking for SEO uh, or when it comes to Google is your friend. Yeah, absolutely. Google is my best friend. It's amazing how many clients I speak with. And it doesn't matter if they're just starting out in business or they've been in business for 50 years, whatever. It's just like, they don't understand how Google search console works, how analytics work. And it's impossible to know how to market anything properly online if we don't have the data to go off of, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you're listening to this and you're like, what are they talking about? Just do a quick <laughs> search and fi figure out how to get some Google analytics on your site at minimum so that you know you know how, how much traffic is coming to your site? How long are they staying there? What's the bounce rate? Bounce rate, one of my favorite things to look at, what that means is the duration of time someone is hanging out on your website, right? So it's kind of counterintuitive, but the higher a bounce rate is, so let's say like out of a hundred, the higher a bounce rate is, that means people are leaving really quickly. The lower the bounce rate is, means that people are hanging out for a while. So if you're around like 50 or 20, that's a great bounce rate. If you're at like 90, there's some things that need to be improved on, right? Like maybe the homepage isn't as enticing or doesn't have a clear call to action or all I'm saying, I could go, we could talk forever about this, but all I'm saying is there's so many things that can be improved very easily by just having really simple data like that. So. And one more thing I'd like to add to that too. It, yeah. They could be bouncing because it's taking too long for your page to load. Yes. The hosting speed. Absolutely. What, what host do you use? I can ask. Uh, right now, uh, WordPress slash uh, Bluehost. Okay. Yeah. I use Bluehost for years. One of my, one of my favorites is WPX right now. Really good host. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's incredible how fast it is. And our customer service is amazing. 
that's what I that's what I need so bad. Good customer service. So I'm gonna try Bluehost for a while. Wix was fine, but I found myself the if you didn't have the what's it called cache. I always say it wrong. I feel like I say it wrong. The cash. Yeah. yeah the cash. You make it sound <laughs> fancy. <laughs> <laughs> if the cash wasn't already in your computer, then it's gonna take it was taking like 10 to 15 seconds. And so I had yeah. to figure out uh, what I did was I took all the pictures on the website and then I compressed them so that they could be smaller. And then that's what maybe brought it down to about maybe six seconds. But I wanted to be like three, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, Bluehost, I, it could be just because they have, I mean, their servers are different, right? So depending on the type of server you go with, there's like cloud servers like WPX. I know Bluehost aren't fully on cloud servers yet. So that could be slowing it down just a little bit. Well, I'll yeah. see, because uh, that was yeah. when I was actually on Wix. So I'm going to okay. see for the first time how it is on this one. So far, it loads pretty quick. Uh, but then again, I always try to look at it on somebody else's computer mm-hmm. uh, because I'm on there all the time uh, trying to play around with it, see what works. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it's actually, it's fun stuff. I, I think, uh, I, so one thing I will say this, because of marketing, business, branding, and I talked earlier about I feel like I'm an amateur, but I will say this, if you stay consistent with it, you will get the hang of it at least Mm -hmm. to where you see some progress you're like all right cool you know Mm -hmm. this is this Mm -hmm. is working a little bit yeah yeah 100 i still feel like an amateur some days because things change so often you know i mean i've I've been doing this a long time but all of a sudden an algorithm can shift and then i'm having to learn everything all over again you know so and side note before we go too far the google but google does give uh annual updates like on their youtube channel they say Mm -hmm. hey these are the things that we've changed yeah. That. good tip like what the heck yeah, so- <laughs> yeah. facebook does it too and instagram like most social media platforms will say here's the latest and what we what we've come out with but it can be so frustrating when you feel like you've got it dialed in perfectly and then you got to learn it all over again yeah. exactly uh mm-hmm. so i want to talk about your number one international bestseller book sure. in power yeah. so i really want to talk about that and right. uh tell us tell us what got you what made you feel like you needed to write that book first? And then we'll dive deep into it. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question. So Empowered, so my, so my book is called Empowered, The Business Owner's Guide to Leadership and Success. And what the book is, it's really a guide from start to finish on the basics. I, I go into depth a little bit into certain topics, but it's a basic overview of like, here is business 101, what you really should know or what I wish I would have known before I started my business. It's not just for people who are getting into business or just starting. It's for businesses of all ranges, but for, for business owners, because there's so much you can forget, right? Like as a business owner, for many of us, we get lost in working on the business or in the business, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I'm always encouraging my clients, like it's important that we're working on the business and not so much in the business because we can hire people to do that, right? And so the book is really all about like the first five sessions that I would talk about with my clients rather than having to go through that process over and over and over again, I'm just giving the book away and saying like, here, here are the tools that I would be teaching you with like my really expensive coaching, just take these tools, run with them. And then if you feel like it's a good fit for us to work together after you've read the book, then let's work together. So for me, it was, it was kind of like a, what's the right word? The book was almost like an application, right? For like people to be able to work with me. If they were- Yeah. Like if they were serious about their business and they really cared, then they need to take the time to get the basics down in my opinion. Right. Cause I, my calendar was getting way booked up with people that just wanted me to care, but they didn't care about their business. <laughs> I was like, you know, why should I care if you don't care? I'm not going to build your business for you. I'll help you, but you know, we got to do this together. And so, um, the book is, it's broken down into very specific chapters on branding, on marketing, on target audience, how to find your target audience. Um, I have a whole list in the back on the different keywords and phrases that us marketers use all the time to just, to just familiarize yourself with the business basics. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's been incredible. It became a number one international bestseller the first day it launched on Amazon. And I just, I could not believe the results. It was just, it's amazing. And I, 
I can't take all the credit, obviously. My very dear friend and longtime business partner, his name is Rory Carruthers, and he actually owns a company, um, Rory Carruthers Marketing and Lasting Press, and he has something called the bestseller method. And the bestseller method is all about basically how to become a number one international bestselling author and how to use your book as a tool. I cannot tell you how much business came pouring in because of my book. It's like the ultimate credibility. And so I, I was booked out already, but now there's like a wait list to talk to me about, you know, potential coaching. And it just fueled my business in such a positive way for people that genuinely care. Cause I mean, you know, you've probably experienced this, right? Where there's, there's people who want to start a business, but is it a hobby still? Is it a business? Is it viable? Is it not? And so the book just sort of fast tracks people through that process to see if it's viable and if it's something they really want to do. And if so, then my business card information's in the back. <laughs> so you have like a two, uh, you have like a, let's, let's call it like uh, two force fields. So one, you have the book, which is a good vetting process. And at the end of the day, if they never end up talking to you, at least they read some good content, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then secondly, you have a, a consultation. Uh, is it is it paid? No. So I, I offer I offer a half hour free introductory discovery just mm -hmm. to see if, if we're a good fit. I offered like a 15 minute, but it's just not enough time to get into it. Right. Yes. So now. So, so I offer a free half hour just to check in. Just like, you know what? And sometimes and actually more often than not, I'm not the right person for whoever else. Right. But I have a network of people where I can say, Hey, you might be a better fit with so-and-so over here. Um, so yes, to answer your question. Yeah. We, we've got the book, the social credibility there. And then we've got, yeah, the, the consultation. And then there is even one step further. Have you ever heard of video ask? Are you familiar with that yet? No, no. Is that an app? Oh my gosh. This is the coolest thing ever. So rather than someone sending me an email, it's like, Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to talk with you. Here's my business information. It's now video video. So there's a video of me saying, Hey, tell me about your business. And they can type their response or they can send me a video back. And it's been such a cool application process so that I can just quickly watch or look over and see where this person at is at in their business, if I'm the right person for them right here and now, or if I can, you know, lead them in a different direction to help them out. Mm -hmm. um, but video ask is it's not a lot of people are doing it yet. Um, and so I highly recommend it for, for people who want something different because emails get boring. Like people don't want to see emails all day, but rather than an email, people get like a, a video chat face message from me sent to them right away. It's just, it's a great way to communicate and make it more personal. Yes. Um, so I, I, I have that application process as well. Yeah. And it's interesting how, um, you said that, uh, people, uh, you can't make people care about the business, uh, yeah. more than, you know, more than you do. And, you know, one thing that I have noticed, though, is when people pay, they usually pay attention. And so mm -hmm. I, I like the fact that you've you've made the book. Is it appropriate to say you've made this book like its own landing page into your business? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. OK, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's my it's my lead magnet. Yeah, there you go. OK. Mm -hmm. And I, so you're the first person I'm talking to where they've been able to successfully make a book into the lead, a lead magnet into your business. Wow. Uh, because usually people focus on the book making its sales. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you could have easily made your book $24.99, but you decided to make it a dollar, or in some cases, I've seen some links is free in order to entice people to click on other things. Yeah. So there's there's a bit of psychology around that. So the book is, in fact, it's $19.95 on Amazon. So if someone wanted to go on Amazon and buy it, that's fine. I still make money off book sales every month. However, it's for me because it's my book. I can do whatever I want with it outside of Amazon, right? So the audio book, it's a dollar for the audio book, right? It's free for the digital copy of my book. But if you go through the funnel at theempoweredbook.com, what you see is it's free. So I'm getting their email address, right? And then they get emailed the digital copy. But on the next screen, it says, great, would you like a physical copy? It's a free plus shipping offer. And I would say 50% of the time, people will actually upsell themselves. They'll go for it into buying a physical copy of my book, which I write a handwritten note all about like them and their business, thanking them. And then it's more of a personal aspect there, but they're paying for the shipping. So the book is still technically free, right? They're just paying for the shipping. 
and then take it one screen further into the funnel. And then I have an offer for my courses if they want to learn more about branding and things like that. So it's a, it's a very easy funnel, but the whole point of it is just to get that email address, right? There's money in that list. Once I have someone's email address, then I can really cater to them, look into who they are a little bit more, you know, give them an offer that might be more fitting for what they have going on. So that landing page that you saw for the lead magnet, the empoweredbook.com, that, that gets an 85% opt-in rate, meaning 85% of the people that come there to that page are putting in their information to get the book, which is That's high. Yeah, it's really high. And that landing page is two years old and I haven't changed anything. I'm not going to change it if it's not broken. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I got lucky. I got lucky, but I also had a great deal of testing that was done ahead of time. So sometimes you get lucky right out of the gate. Sometimes more testing goes into things right down to colors and fonts and calls to action. Now with the audiobook being a dollar, that's a bit of an experiment right now. I wanted to see the type of investment, right? It's just $1. It's super, it's cheap, right? But if someone is willing to take the time to either pull their credit card out or enter in their, their details through Apple Pay or whatever, I know that that person at least really took the time and is a bit more invested. So when I follow up with my email series, it's catered a totally different way because I know that they're more serious in taking an action. It's easy to just write your email address, right? But if someone's really taking the one step further, even just for a dollar, then I, I cater my, my wording quite a bit differently to those folks. And so when you say that you, you're really focusing on getting the emails because you're trying to maximize uh, the profit off of that individual or different ways that you can help them. Correct. So my, my number one goal is never to profit ever. It's always to provide really quality information. So once someone signs up for the book, then they go into an automation where I explain a little bit more about who I am. And then I give more free information. And I don't send a lot of emails because who wants spammy emails from someone they just met, right? I don't, no one does. So, but every now and then every couple of months, I'll send out like a, Hey, here's what we did on the podcast this month. Here's a fantastic free resource from someone we interviewed. So it was just a lot of free information and people can obviously unsubscribe to that if they don't want it at all. But, but the whole goal really is just provide more information. And then once we've had a few touch points and some dialogue, then I can come back to them and say, Hey, you know, let's talk about some potential coaching here and then have, you know, a different conversation. So there's, there's multiple ways to reach out to these people and continuing to have it come from a place of just really genuinely wanting to help. And that's what you were referring to when you said you want to build relationships, not transactions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, my fantastic business partner, Rory, like I mentioned before, he, he made up that phrase, which I thought was so fun. It's, it's, the importance of building relationships and not transactionships. And we have a whole podcast episode about it because people were confused by that. Like, what are you talking about? And yes, it's important to make money, right? We get that. You need to make money to survive, to live, to feed yourself, all that. But my entire business has been so centered around getting my clients the results that they need and the personal relationships that are being built. And what happens when you focus on those relationships, they tell other people right? So it becomes this fantastic relationship of they tell people, then they get a commission for telling people. And then it just turns into this nonstop cycle of just happy people where everyone's telling everybody, right? Rather than just, here's a service. Thanks for the money. See ya. It's, it's not, it's not like that with my business. It's kind of like one big family. <laughs> like every, my clients know uh, each other. Cause we're in like different private groups, like support, support groups to help each other in different aspects of their business. So it's more of like a family and a really sweet community. So that that's what I mean by building relationships and not transactionships. And my mindset wasn't always that way in the early days. It was like, I need to make money. I don't want to have relationships with these people. I just want to move on to the next client. And my business stalled out. And that was why, you know, I was so focused on just get to the next, like we were talking about before we started recording, right? Like that military mindset of just like, keep moving, keep moving, get to the next stage. Mm -hmm. But I had to really slow down and remember like, oh, these are people, <laughs> you know, it's not just like a, a number. These are people. And in terms of leadership, so I, in my marketing agency, I lead a team of 30 right now. 
And same thing, like my company culture sucked because I was so focused on just get it done, get it done and kind of like barking orders. And I feel really bad about that. And so when I was writing my book, I actually realized that I was like kind of a lame leader. So I had to go back to my team and just apologize profusely and just say, Hey, how can I help you? And what do we need to do here? And now things just run so much smoother. <laughs> so slowing down and realizing like as a leader, you know, there's so much more than just getting to the next client, the next dollar, the next day, right? It's, it's about enjoying the journey, at least for me. And in your book, you talk about, you know, mastering your leadership system. Uh, how did you identify what your leadership style needed to be? Mm, good question. There's so many different types of leadership styles out there. I mean, and, and not one size fits all. And for me, um, communication and vision is everything. Like as a leader, you have to have super clear vision or else where are we going and why are we here? Right? Yeah. You have to know what you're doing, right? Got to know yeah. how to drive the train. Um, and so I, from, from reading a lot of books about leadership and, and just watching my, my peers and surrounding myself with people that were way more successful than me, still, I still do that, right? I'm still looking for people who are more successful so I can learn my leadership style. I've kind of I've kind of taken bits and pieces to, to become sweet D right. To become me. So <laughs> I, in terms of like the core leadership values that I feel like are really important and something that I encourage other leaders to like, look at, if that would be helpful, you think that is that valuable? Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, so, so vision, I think number one, right. Got to know where you're going communication and not just like talking. There's so many different ways to communicate clear communication across the board. People communicate through their body language. They communicate with writing, with, uh, with their facial expression. I mean, everything, right? There's so many different ways. And especially now that so many of us are just online, um, we have to be really careful about our facial expressions. And I'm super expressive and my employees know if I'm upset about something and I have to be careful <laughs> because I just have to be like, okay, what's going on? What happened? Um, so just be very clear um, and balanced minded about how you're conducting yourself from a communication standpoint. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever received, which I'd love to share with your audience is to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And I talk about this in my book because I talk really fast. I have to tell myself, slow down. But being quick to listen and slow to speak, it allows us to really take in and hear and listen what someone is saying to us, taking a moment to not internalize it necessarily, but just collect ourselves enough. So we're not reacting to something rather than just saying, okay, let's, let's talk about it here. How do you feel about that? Kind of like a therapist, right? Like you have oh, to yeah. really be, yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, and it's actually a good tactic to do that as far as having a command over the room, because uh, people know when you speak, that it's like it's, it's not going to be oh my god here this person come goes again you know they're always it's when that person speaks it's about to be something that has a lot of value to it and it's going to be you know a contribution to whatever the topic is absolutely and i'm sure you experience that right like in the military that's got to be something you see a lot oh yeah because um nobody yeah nobody appreciates that person it's always oh just, i just want to give my opinion like yeah for the 80th time right um, like shut up yeah. <laughs> please <laughs> So yeah. yeah, it's definitely um, provide provide a value, provide a contribution. I'm really big on that. Um, I intend to, you know, when I actually have my board meetings one day, a rich state of mind. That's that's what we're doing. And I'm glad you brought up the culture. Uh, the first person I learned about business culture from was Dave Ramsey. Uh, he mm. talks about his business his business culture. Some things yeah. that uh, some things that other businesses would think is crazy to fire people about. He's really big on it. Like he's really big on not uh, anti-gossiping. He doesn't believe mm -hmm. in gossiping in his business. And mm -hmm. uh, I think he's even said he'll terminate people, definitely get written up over stuff yeah. like that to oh, yeah. uh, kill that type of culture. Uh, because you can mess up people's, you know, obviously his credibility, uh, obviously, you know, talking about people's personal lives, stuff like that. So uh, I thought that was the first time I'm like, you know what, that does really matter because I, you know, I'm a part of an organization in the military and a lot of us have negative have a negative uh, feelings about some of the things that we do but sure. what if what if we all enjoyed it it would 
I'm pretty sure the military would be a whole lot more efficient, right? Because we all enjoy what we do. And so mm-hmm. imagine if you have a business where, you know, these people could just walk away if they wanted to. Then, you know, some of these people are probably not on contract. They're probably just on job to job basis or salaries, but no, you're not getting arrested if you if you leave your job in a private sector. Nobody's coming come to find you, right, bring you exactly. back to your job, you know. Yeah. So um, how can you make a culture where people want to work for you? They want to do things. They don't want to disappoint you. They want to be, be a part of the team. And that's mm. something that that's an intangible thing that uh, is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you're talking about this. I love to use Google as an example. I know a lot of people that work for Google and they love to work for Google. And it's not just about the snacks and the free stuff. It's not about <laughs> that, right? It's about this culture that Google has created that people are proud to get up every morning to go, well, when we could go, right? They At the time, they love to go to the Google campus and they're always wearing Google merch and they've got their mugs. And it's like, it's just this beautiful culture where everyone is invited, you know? And so to be, to be able to, to figure out how to cultivate that kind of culture where everyone feels included and everybody has a voice, it's not easy to do, right? And, and in terms of leadership and values, that mutual respect comes into play there, I think, right? My, I, my employees, I call them my team. That's how I address them. They're my team because without them, there's no way that I would be able to do what I do. No way. Oh, yeah, I'm not, no. I'm not now I'm not their boss. I don't say that I pay them. Yes, but they're my team, you know? So that mutual respect is huge. We could keep talking about the leadership stuff. There's so much, that could be a whole episode. <laughs> There's so much. No, it can. Uh, I actually read a book about um, millennial. I actually listened to a book, audio book. Sometimes it, we, we drive so much. So audio books definitely come in handy, but it yeah. was covering um, leading millennials. And you said, mm. you said the boss thing, right? So uh, now people cringe with that, but that was very common when we were younger, right? Oh, hey, yeah. that's my boss. Uh, yeah. But now the go-to is for things to kind of be linear, you know, hey, this is my, I may, you know, be the person that cuts your check, but at the same time, it's, it's a better of a family. You get a better family aspect, better team aspect when it's, no, this is my coworker. This is my team. Uh, teammate uh everybody understands what the hierarchy is you know yeah. but we don't we don't need to push shove that down anybody's throat exactly. we just need to get the team concept down so we can all work together everybody has their position everybody's equally important and we'll go from there yeah uh, that seems i've noticed that's worked a whole lot better now yeah yeah it just feels better for me too i don't want to be the one lording over everybody that's not what i want to do yeah and i guess that's a, again so a little bit of backstory about my military career, uh, because, you know, in the military, it's not like that at all. There's no. definitely a hierarchy and you're definitely there, there's the ranks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I remember uh, when I was an E3 mm-hmm. and for in the Navy, if you're E3, you're a seaman. And then when you become an E4, you are a petty officer third class. When you're a petty officer third class, you get your first Chevron. So everybody, that's a big deal. Um, and so I had a LPO at the time. And I love her now. So if she's listening to this. She knows I love her now. But over a little over 10 years ago, she told me that I didn't have an opinion without if I didn't have a Chevron. If I don't have a Chevron, I don't have an opinion. And mm. I never forgot that. Uh, wow. And I don't know if she realized. I know she did because I ended up saying a joke that was very inappropriate for this podcast, but to get her back for that. But uh, I never forgot that because... To me, I'm like, who are you to say I don't have an opinion? Like, I have, I have input. I care about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and so just to bring that to you know today's time and how I think, for the better, the work dynamic, business dynamic has changed. I think, I think uh, it's better to make people feel very included. People want to feel like they're part of something big. They're part of uh, something that is making a difference. Versus, hey, you stay in your corner over there, pick up the trash. That's all you're gonna do, and let the big guys do what we do over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the whole military deal. So I'm, I'm married to a Marine, right? So it's all about like tearing you down to build you up later, you know, and makes you, makes you stronger in the long run, hurry up and wait and you'll be stronger. In the long run. Yeah. Well, even, you know, somebody as senior as me, uh, when I went through my, uh, for, for the, you know, for the Navy, we have chiefs, right? We're, so once we become chiefs, it's like, uh, it's basically boot camp all over again and they break you down again. So you're uh. like, 30, oh. 35, 40 years old oh. going through boot camp pretty much again. again. And just to 
you know, to be this, you know, this chief, this icon in the Navy. And there's a lot of pride in it. And I understand the process, but it's like, come on. Like, it's I've been brutal. doing this. Because <laughs> now you're older and you like, you know, like, you know better now. Right. So. <laughs> but you also know the games. You're like, all right, I'll play. I got to play. I'll play. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was 18, I'm just scared. Like, you know, oh, you know, <laughs> what's going on? You know, oh, so my it was, gosh. It's actually yeah. the first time I actually got on a plane. So it was wow. the <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're brave, man. So you enlisted at 18. You were out. Yeah, I actually turned 19 in boot camp. Uh, wow. So they actually, I was afraid because uh, I didn't tell nobody it was my birthday. Somehow mm -hmm. they found out and it was on a Sunday. And mm -hmm. one of the RDCs, which is one of the guys that's in charge of our division, he was like, so, you know, so I heard it's your birthday, Richie. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'll leave you alone. So I was like, oh, God. <laughs> So yeah, you know exactly. that's you know that's not what it means. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was I, I could go for days about how that experience and uh it was interesting. There uh, yeah, Great Lakes in the winter, you know, negative 30 degrees in you know at night. So it was definitely an uh, interesting time. Ooh. But uh back back to your book. <laughs> Enough <laughs> about my struggles in life. Uh so you 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 talk about proven uh business growth uh strategies. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, what does that mean? Uh, what is a, mm -hmm. a business growth strategy? Yeah. Wow. You have so many good questions. So when I, when I talk about proven business growth strategies, I'm coming from my experience as well as my, my clients experiences. So my whole goal is to fast track business owners, entrepreneurs, right. To get to the next level. So what that, okay. what that really means is take what I've learned, like the really lame, unfortunately, mistakes we've learned, you know, with previous clients, the case studies that we have, and really take like take them, look at them, read them and don't make the same mistakes. And then also here's what's working today, right now, run with it, go for it. My firm has spent millions and millions of dollars every month trying to figure out how to crack Facebook and how to get these ads to work. <laughs> Use these tools today because it works. Don't do what we did, please. So yeah, that's that's what I mean with proven business strategies and uh, and tools. It's uh, if you if you follow me on Instagram at Dominica Lumazar, you'll see I'm constantly posting of like, here's what's working right now go, 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 because, you know, before you know it, the algorithm will shift again. So um, like I, I talked recently about reels, Instagram reels, and how that's like one of the best things you can do right now. Super short, really basic under 10 seconds. It gets so much organic search engine optimization to your brand. So small, small tidbits like that, I think are just gold for a lot of business owners who might feel stuck. I'm like, well, what do I do? You know, there's a thousand and one different ways to be online and promote yourself. And the best advice I have is just, you know, stick with one or two platforms that you really, really like and spend your time there. If you have any extra time at all to do some promotion or social media posts, but in today's day and age, I don't think you have to be on everything anymore. Two years ago, yeah, we had to be on everything, right? To figure out what was going to work. But if you like Instagram, focus on Instagram, build it up. You like Facebook, great, you know, go that route. TikTok, whatever. Um, you know, the next six months, another thing is going to come out <laughs> that we're going to have to master. Yeah. So yeah, it's always changing. That's what makes it fun though. I love it. One thing I've noticed about so certain social medias, uh, and in particular, I've focused on this Instagram and Facebook, is if, the, if there's a new feature that's out, uh, then they uh, incentivize you as far as sh they show you more, uh, the more you use those new features because they want people to use those features anyways. Just like when YouTube came out with those shorts, yes. uh, which is kind of like pretty much a reel uh, mm -hmm. from Instagram. It's funny how they all mirror each other. And some oh, people yeah. got very uh, recognized off of their shorts on YouTube or mm -hmm. their reels on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. So something to look into, right? When, when uh, social media or any type of platform that, you're trying to uh, advertise your business on when they come out with something new, you might want to look into it and use it <laughs> immediately, like jump on it right away. I'm, I have so much envy for a couple of my, my, uh, my colleagues, because just last week, the ability to run ads on Instagram reels just came out, but it's only released for a certain, it's only released to a certain number of accounts and my account didn't get picked. So they have the ability to run these ads on reels. And I know that if they do it strategically, right. And learn from 
previous mistakes and keep moving forward and testing, they're going to do really well. So just like you're saying, anytime you see something new, jump on that right away. And it doesn't matter if something fails, it, the algorithm will pick it up. Just keep moving it forward. I got a question. So when you tell ads on the reels, are you talking about like, let's just say, uh, I don't know, a sprint commercial ad, or are you talking about, I will do my own sponsoring ad in, in a reel and get paid for that? So, okay, good question. So it depends on what you're offering. So when they do sponsored posts, it could be a reel that you're promoting the podcast, for example, the rich state of mind, right? So you can run ads now for selected accounts through the Facebook business ads manager, because Facebook, for those of you who don't know, actually owns Instagram, right? They bought Instagram. So that's why those ad platforms are integrated. Yep. But you cannot run ads for reels directly on Instagram yet. You can still do sponsored posts, like really basic posts that you can promote mm -hmm. directly on Instagram. But if you want to do it on reels, it's, they allow you to have a swipe up button because most accounts these days, right? Like people starting out don't have over 10,000 followers. So if you have over the 10,000 follower mark on Instagram, then you can, you get that magical, <clears throat> it's like a golden key, right? Unlock so many features where you can have the ability to swipe up and add links. Um, but if you don't have that, then now you can advertise directly through the Facebook ads manager platform. Um, and so in terms of getting paid, it depends on the type of campaign you're setting up. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because my best, um, I guess, comparison would be, you know, how the YouTube ad system kind of works. Yes. Yep. It, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing. It's going to be right right in the feed. Instagram ads um, are, are as you're scrolling in in the explore page feeds. So yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what happens there. Lots of new features. So just because my account didn't have it ready to go, for all of you listening, yours might. So go check and see see if it's a thing because <laughs> oh, it's, it's yeah worth right. It. <laughs> yeah, check it uh, out. So you earlier, we talked about how you're, you're getting 85% conversion on your landing page with your book. Right. And so, um, I wanted to know what, are, what are other powerful customer retention tactics that you use mm -hmm. in order to bring people in and then, and then keep them there because, uh, because of the relationship that you are building with them. Great question. I have a whole chapter about that on, on my book. It's the, the six really powerful retention strategies. I don't want to give them all away, but so, some of them really, um, the number one is consistency when it comes to retention, right? So we're talking brand consistency so that that familiarity stays there, um, making sure that you're constantly staying in valuable communication and not just like jamming, you know, here's what I'm doing this week. Check out what I've got going on over here kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you know, that's, that just gets exhausting. There's so much to look at online. And if it's always just like, this is about me, me, me. People don't want that, right? They want, they want, they want value. Like we're, we're at that stage. I'm a millennial, you're a millennial. We want some value, right? So um, yeah, the more value you can give away, that's a great retention strategy. Um, and then there's, there's different, there's different tactics and strategies depending on what type of business you own. And I talk about that in the book. So brick and mortar is a bit different from online. If you're a coach, service-based, product-based, um, there's just so many different ways to go, but yeah, the, the consistency is key. Um, I'll leave it at that. Cause again, <laughs> that could be a whole other episode on retention strategy. I, so I am curious. So you provide yeah. a service as far as you provide, you know, helping people build a brand. Mm -hmm. You have a, you have a book, mm -hmm. right. And you have your, uh, you also have your podcast and YouTube um, mm -hmm. and then you have Instagram. And so it, are you from the way you do the, you know, do your business, are you pr pretty much promoting, uh, pretty much fortify yourself with different, either different streams of income or different ways for people to find you in order to, uh, you know, secure success for your business? Yeah. So I like to call it my, uh, my diversification, right? So I have a lot of different ways people can, can find me and kind of get into, um, into my network. Yeah. So they've got yes. the podcast, social media, um, and just like this, like I'm talking to you, I'll go on other people's podcasts, which I'm very selective about and, uh, just, just do my best to continue to provide value in all different sorts of, of markets. Right. Um, yeah, it's, 
it's been interesting over the years to test it out and see what does really well. Like I, sometimes I'll run ads, um, on social media, cold, completely cold traffic, cold traffic means that people have no idea who I am. Right. I could be running an ad for, you know, business consulting in Texas and they'll, they'll land on my landing page for the book. I'm like, this is interesting. Right. And then they opt in for the book and then they slowly get to know me. That's kind of a longer way of doing things. Um, but in terms of making money with my business, it's it's a little all over the place. It's some consulting. I do some speaking gigs. Um, I'm that's awesome. You know, I, yeah, I, I do a lot of guest appearances and talk about um, branding and color psychology and you know different ways to um, to find your true target demographic and your your purpose and you know it, I know there's a lot of different coaches online that do very similar things um, like like what I'm doing. But I think what really sets me apart is that I'm not taking on everything that comes my way. I'm really selective about where I'm putting my energy out into the world. You know, I've got a toddler that I'm having to chase around, right? There needs to be time to like spend with my husband um, and, and life outside of business. I love work. Like I'm so passionate about my work. And if, if it was left up to me, I would do it all the time 24 seven, but that would lead to quick burnout. Um, but it really, it just comes down to me getting results for my clients. And so if somebody comes my way and they want to continue to stay in touch with me, but they're not the right client at the moment, because yes. I know I, I'm not going to be the best one. I'm going to say, you know, maybe in a year, let's connect in a year and we'll see where we're at. And that's happened a lot. Um, but I also offer group empowerment coaching classes, which is so much fun. So rather than one-on-one, -on -one, it's a group of anywhere from six to 12, depending on what the topic is for the month. And it's basically like a round table of business owners, just discussing and learning from each other. And that has been just like amazing, a really fun, fun experience to be a part of because I'm technically leading it, but everyone else is really doing the work, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So does that answer your question? There's a lot of different ways that uh, different revenue streams that, that come through to my business that I've set up because at the end of the day, you know, coaching, who knows, it might dry up. I don't know. So I want to make sure that all these other doors are open um, to, to keep up with the lifestyle that I've created. I want to keep going with it, you know, and it's not lavish by any means, but um, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm in a position where I can help a lot of people and that feels really good to be able to hire people and support them and their families and, and just keep everything moving forward. And you may not be lavish, but you're definitely comfortable and you have your freedom, right? Yeah. You, you, you That's pick everything. your time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that, really blessed. Uh, no, yeah, you, you are. And I, I really, I really have loved your energy while, while we've talked because uh, people, I don't want people to feel like they can't accomplish things. Like I said about that uh, uh, subconscious conditioning, right? Uh, we, and, it, and it, my comparison obviously is the military and in some cases, right? Well, we look for that next goal. And, but it, it's like, uh, it's in our face all the time, but we feel like it's so far away, mm -hmm. right? And so financial freedom, being debt-free, being an entrepreneur, concepts like that are like, we, it's in our face a lot. Well, at least maybe for me, because maybe that's the SEO knows. Hey, look, I keep looking at stuff <laughs> up, right? But I, I know that it's even in, you know at my at my job, right? Finances or money is always a topic. Paychecks, mm -hmm. right? Of course. So we know or we have an understanding about what debt free is and stuff like that, or fire. Some people uh, refer to it as that. So, mm -hmm. but it's like, ah, oh, what is in the way of getting there? And so that's why I, I love your positivity, and you make it seem so easy. Right. Mm. Not easy as it is not doesn't take hard work. But hey, look, look at the things that I was labeled as as a teenager. And I was able to do this due to hard work and consistency. Uh, yeah. So you make it relatable to where, hey, look, it can be done. But obviously you need to put certain team teams into place uh, and uh, build your brand and marketing and really take it take it serious. And I'm pretty sure that is why some you do say, hey, we're not a great fit right now, because some people are not taking it as serious as they need to. Or maybe yeah. they're maybe they're afraid too, because it's it's a big, it's a leap, right? It's a it it's kind of a leap of faith where you're like, ah, oh, what if I fail? And, it, and that's what stops people from going further. I all I can say to that is fail fast, fail forward. You know, if, if something's not working out, that's okay. Just 
hopefully you'll get to you'll get to a place in in leadership and business in life even it can be for anything where it's like this is not working i'm not going to keep trying to just keep pushing it forward if it's not let's just take what we need from it and move on and there have been so many times so many times in my business where i tried so hard to keep something going that really just needed to die <laughs> you know so <laughs> and and so being able to recognize that is is everything like being being self aware of just okay we're going to we're going to not do that, switch gears, course correction. Again, talk a lot about course course correcting in my book and the importance of how to identify that. So yeah, every, everything you're saying, 100%, I could not have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, so if you have an interest in, in uh, you know, you're looking for either web design or brand building or, you know, a, a revamp of your, your business model, you can connect with me at sweetdmarketing.com. And if you want to get my book for free, like we talked about here, you can go to theempoweredbook.com. And then really the best way to just, uh, just say hi if you need some encouragement uh, is to connect with me on Instagram at Dominica Lumazar. And I know that name is just like so long. My poor child, she's going to be like, what? on earth mom anyways long name so hopefully you'll have a link in the show notes <laughs> so oh yeah i will it. definitely a okay. uh, link for the book a uh, link for people to find you on social media and your websites as well awesome. and so Thank finally so much. yeah oh no no you, you're fine this is this has been awesome uh not only has it been informational for me but i know it'll be informational for the audience i want people to have a um a well-rounded idea um and maybe a little bit of a it's probably it's not a chronological order what a well-run idea of what they need to do in their business. So maybe, I, you know, hey, go to episode 51, 10, 3, and then, you you know, you'll be fine. But um, it's this this is what gives people a, a, a big concept of uh, e-commerce, marketing, branding, website, landing page, email marketing, cold calling, uh, door knocking. Some people, you know, some of the people I've talked to, you know, they've, hey, I got a door knock. Uh, and so uh, different things that may work for people i'm not the best at talking to people um with door knocking but mm -hmm. i can call somebody and, and strike a deal with somebody when it comes to wholesaling oh, okay. uh so kind of figuring out what works for me what doesn't you know the first times i got on the phone I'm like stammering and can't even get my uh, idea uh <laughs> together on what i yep. want to say uh yep. so it, it's a process and it's okay for rejection so you'll get the no's you look at your Google Analytics and see that you only got one organic person that came that day. Uh, That's so okay. <laughs> That's okay. For every no, there's there's like a hundred yeses somewhere. You just have to keep at it. You know, to all the no's, we say thank you because I'm not going to waste any more money on that, and we're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah. And I will say this too: um, if you feel like your niche is oversaturated, I, I do truly believe that if you believe in what you're doing. People will see that because um, oh. like you talk about relationships, right? When people yeah. believe in uh, your story, they believe in the relationship that you built with them. You will have your own, I'm not going to say cult following, but you'll have your, your, uh, a good, uh, <clears throat> a good close relationship and following with your uh, followers or subscribers or however people are listening to you or watching you. Uh, yeah. So don't think that uh, because something's oversaturated uh, because people talk about finance and business all the time, but <laughs> It's, it's very, it's on the internet a lot, but I think people like Dominica because of her personality. Uh, and she also happens to have great content. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I try <laughs> because, uh, you know, you hear that, uh, remember that commercial dry eyes. Yes. Old oh gosh, guy? Yes. Uh -huh, so imagine yeah. if somebody talked like that throughout their whole podcast or like, <laughs> it'll be rough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But, but the they have great content, content. Yes. exactly <laughs> yeah. probably the best content in the world but pretty rough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh what do you consider your rich state of mind what is your big why because you're very passionate about what you do and i love your story thank you gosh that means a lot to me my big why my rich state of mind my big why wow you know it I guess it's two parts. One really comes down to health, overall health and well-being. You know, that that is everything to me. Like if just going through the, the whole car accidents and and uh getting to a, a spot in my business and mentally where I could just keep pushing forward and not stay stuck in someone else's interpretation of who I was or what I was going to become, you know? So awesome. mental health, physical health, that's that's huge. And to be a champion for that now for other folks that that aren't uh that aren't doing so well in that, in that world. And then, um, 
really also to just champion like new generations because there's so much noise out there. There's so many different directions we could go with this life, you know? And, and if I can even be like a fraction, a fraction of, of help to, to younger generations, future generations, to just get them that boost they need, that encouragement, that empowerment, and equip, to equip them with those tools to just open their minds to new opportunities and not fit them into this box, this scholastic box. That's a whole other topic. Then that's <laughs> that's that's the true that, that's that's my true why my true purpose is just to just to keep just to keep encouraging and inspiring. Awesome, Dominica. And so yeah, I think we will have to do a part two to this, or not even a part two, <laughs> but just that. another conversation of other topics. Uh, because like I've told you before we start recording, I have such a great uh, respect for people in the marketing business, uh, sales. Mm-hmm. It is definitely something to be respected. It is not something that just you just plant into the internet or, or mm. into the world and then expect it to make money. Uh, mm. You have to. It's not called. It's not manipulation. It's uh. It's an actual skill to get people to see these are the things that you could actually use. Yeah. Or I like to say like uh, it's the thing I didn't want until I know I saw it. But yeah. See exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, this really has. And like, like I said, we'll talk, we'll talk more offline, but this has been pretty great. Uh, I can't wait for this episode. I almost want to make it skip the, all the other episodes and put this one first, (laughs) but I can't wait till uh, this episode uh, comes up because I want people to actually listen to this episode. I think it'd be definitely a great help. Thanks. I appreciate it. I hope so. I really do. So yeah, come find me, connect with me on social. I'd be happy to to support and be your advocate for all your success every step of the way. (laughs) Awesome. It's been great. Thank you for sticking with us from the start of the episode. Please share our show with friends and family, visit our YouTube channel and view more of our content on richstateofmind.com. See you next week on the rich state of mind show.